0: Great comic books with great artwork and great writing get to throw that out and once in a while say, Hey, let's bring in a backup writer and some backup artists and put together an overpriced piece of junk that no one should be buying. That's right, it's annual time. Welcome true believer readers, once again it's time for Let's Read Spider-Man and I am James B and I'm joined hey, by Eddie and today we're going to talk Eddie not about a regular issue but an annual Eddie.
1: All right, I, I am super hyped about this for do, sure. Do you know why they call them annuals? Uh, uh, they're once, I don't know. <laughs> Yes, they, they occur annually, Eddie. Once a year. Yeah, right. This uh, <laughs> you made me scared. I, this is like asking me which when the radio tells you when the villain's around on the on the comic that I literally was the host for. <laughs> I missed it last time.
0: It's all good. So, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man Annual One. It says if you look at it, 1964. Um, it actually took place. I believe it was created after issue 16, but in the oh. uh book that I'm reading it happens um after issue 15 so we're going to cover it right here 41 pages yeah yeah there'll be a separate podcast that you can do later on um on the last 10 pages cuz I'm not really interested in <laughs> uh, sorry that's not true uh, I mean 41 pages we're going to cover today that is true but but this is uh got a lot of pages after the 41 pages that I don't have as much interest in but we have a lot to talk about, so let me get started for us here and just uh, right. catch us up to where we need to be. Um, in this annual, um, it starts off with uh, Doc Ock, and uh, he um, he's not going to get out this time because of good behavior. He's going to actually mm-hmm. have to escape from prison, and once he does, he decides he's going to assemble a team to take on Spider-Man. Now, Eddie, I, I had a real debate with myself on what I'm going to do about the fact that... Um, They've chosen this issue to also promote every other Marvel hero um, by having them with a completely unnecessary crossing overs, just random cameos everywhere so we can just let you know that different people appear each month in their own magazine. So I'll cover some of it, but I don't really want to get lost in the weeds. That's, if you choose to when you're talking, that's fine. But I'll just mention spider right. runs into Thor and Doctor Strange and the Fantastic Four, again, for no reason at all, um, except to promote their own magazines. So, that, <laughs> and, and I'm going to let you know now that I think that takes away a lot for me from this issue. I think oh. these cameos to me were, were just were just unnecessary and and ridiculous uh, i was more concerned that spider-man is losing his powers in the beginning of the book and he's deciding how he's going to you know relive his life because of this so the villains get together and only the vulture has the common sense to suggest fighting spider-man all at once everybody else <laughs> is like got ridiculous things and doc Hawk has his plan eddie and I want to be clear here because I read this multiple times. He says they're going to randomly draw numbers to see the order they will battle him in. He right. also says on each card is a location best suited for your <laughs> talents, which makes me believe that it's not random because he's specifically putting the locations. Uh. So I'm going to I'm just going to hope that Somehow there's like like a two-draft thing, like you're drafting your, okay. your 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 card as your... You got to be the case. It's because it's, it can't be like you drafted a card which happens to tell you, hey, go fight in water, and you're like, oh, no, I'm Electro. That was terrible. I shouldn't have drafted that one. Um, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. But not everything makes sense all the time, including how Aunt May acts throughout this issue. Oh, uh, for, yeah. She, she starts off, of course, concerned that uh, Peter has been skipping school and blames uh, Betty Brant for this. Uh, And Peter is feeling sorry for himself still um, because of his uh, powers. And, you know, we run into uh, the giant man and the wasp and all this other nonsense. And then the story finally starts Mm. to take place where a couple of hoodlums show up and you're like, oh, no, look at those guys. It's the Sinister Six in action. They're going to kidnap... Uh, Betty Brandt, and this is the Sandman, actually, who you can't recognize without, you know, he's wearing a hat and stuff. And Electro, who, of course, like, is still in full Electro costume. He's in costume. full
1: Electro I love this. I love this panel. He's just yeah. driving around. <laughs>
0: yeah. Later, he'll have n- no mask on. You won't recognize him. But while he's driving around, he's right. in full Electro costume. So, so uh, he... Um... <laughs>
1: That's not, suspicious. <laughs> the, the, not suspicious at
0: all. The ladies get kidnapped, which is going to set up our our, our situation here. And again, I'm I'm not going to talk about all these cameos myself anymore. At this point, we're going to cover what I think is the 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 thing everyone should remember, which is Spider Man is going to have to fight six villains in a row, and we will take right. turns one going, at a time. One at a time. And we and you and I did have a, a sort of a draft for this, and you get to go uh, second, fourth, and sixth. So. Yeah. Um, I will start off by letting you know that the first villain he faces is the always in costume uh, Electro, and Electro has conveniently been told that he's going to be fighting at um, at Stark Power Plant Number Four, um, which good, uh, is good a, idea. Yep, and um, that's good because you know he can charge his powers there. And and Spider-Man, speaking of powers, all of a sudden regains his powers so you can ignore all that stuff in the beginning of the book he now has his powers back he he says look i'm spider-man i'm going to do what i do i'm going to use a little bit of science since there's so much electricity bouncing around i'm going to uh ground wire myself into the ground so i will not get electrocuted as bad so when electro hits him with a shock he can be like i absorb some of it so did the ground wire um, everything's good. He he flips a switch to to power down things. And Eddie, I don't know if you're paying attention, but for each villain, we get one full page, yeah. giant size I, battle scene. I do scene. like this one. It's yeah. a punch too. It is it is it is a punch in the case of Electro. That's the the knockout punch. So in my summary of the Electro battle, I'd like to point out that we have a 41 page issue. And we're using all this time for cameos and for powers that seem to come and go. I'm just no. going to count in the battle how many times we get Electro. I'm just going to check real quick. To, I know it's exciting for people listening, but <laughs> it's let's
1: good. see. Le- should I set a timer? You want me to set a timer? It won't
0: take that long. <laughs> all right, so I'm going I'm to count the first panel. He says, "Welcome, Spider-Man. So we meet again." And then it's uh, and then he, he he talks to him about the card. By the way, here's the card. Right. It's two pictures of Electro. Don't
1: tell Spider-Man about the card, anyways. Yeah.
0: There's a third one when he holds a third and fourth when he's throwing a bolt, a fifth one he absorbs energy, a sixth one he shoots a bolt, A seventh one he's in the background, one punches the eighth one, he's down for the count on the ninth one. So you get nine electro panels, and then Iron Man shows up at Stark, right, and says, "Hey, uh, what's going on?" and uh, "And you can uh, you can take over now if you'd like with your, with <laughs> all, your situation."
1: All right, all right. Well. All right, moving on from Electro, um, we'll we'll move on here. So uh, I like how J. Jonah Jameson kind of like is always searching to see if anybody's... He seems very concerned about poor Aunt May and Betty Brant for J. Jonah Jameson. But anyway, Spider-Man gets his card from Electro and figures out that he has to go to um, former World's Fair was. And um, there we have Craven. And I like how Craven suddenly has like... Or leopards under his control this is an aspect of Craven we didn't see before I don't think you can correct me if I'm wrong James B but he's got two leopards and he surrounds Spider-Man between him and the two leopards and they kind of get closer and then there's this great full page where Spider-Man kicks Craven and pushes the leopards out of the way and I like how he's like I, I, we're getting a really like souped up Spider Man here because I, I want to go back from it. I think it's impressive how much mental health Spider Man is kind of bringing forward. I, I don't mind this uh, psychosomatic, like he loses his powers because he's just really upset about what happened to Uncle Ben, rethinking it and reliving it. And then he comes back and he comes back like super full force. I mean, he takes two leopards down and Craven. And I would imagine, I mean, I don't think a human. Even a even Spider-Man, a leopard would be really hard for him to to take down. But the the incredible thing about Craven, James B, is that he grabs the card out of Craven's pants and just swings off, and that's it. Like, <laughs> did you did you catch this? I mean, he, he, Craven's just left there.
0: Actually, Craven another nine nine appearance fight for a 41 page book, right. um, which is like essentially. Less than two pages. Uh, he he actually—it's kind of what happens, but also the minute that, the minute that he throws his first kick at Craven, right. Craven's next panel is—he he does I, yeah. his next panel is I've got to escape. So it's Craven so is already—it's the fight's over in one swing by Spider-Man. Craven's done.
1: I mean, it—it it is a weird and short fight scene. Like Craven goes from trying to escape, but he does say like before Spider-Man swings away after him we can still smash him and i'm like okay craven like you change your mind very quickly there once you lost your little card i don't know the fact that like nobody really wins that fight and craven's just like all right me and my leopards are going to chill in the park yeah i'm not uh, sure about that one either too yeah once so. man
0: throws one kick you could you could uh, change the spelling of craven's name with a c let's just say that <laughs> he is he is out the cowardly That's it. lion himself <laughs> Is awful. Well,
1: well, anyways, Spider-Man swings around and he's like, the Human Torch trolls Spider-Man with like a circle of flame he has to avoid. And then Spider-Man and the Human Torch get into it. And I, James B., I really don't know why these guys dislike each other so much. It could be they're kind of a similar age. I I don't I don't fully understand why Spider-Man, but like they really don't like each other, like in this whole little build up there. And at the end, and then Spider-Man's like, oh, is that it? Well, I'm sorry. I blew up the way I did, Torch. I, it's, it's just remarkable the amount of emotions that come out of Spider-Man uh, when he runs into the Human Torch and vice versa too. So the Human Torch is just like, um, okay, if you want to just do all this by yourself, I guess go for it, which... I don't know. Seems like a derelict of duty on a lot of superheroes. Like, there's all these villains around. They're just like, oh, Spider-Man says he's gonna do it by himself. I guess we'll just let that happen. So, Torch flies away, and Spider-Man he moves on. He goes on to his uh his his next villain, James B.
0: Yeah, well, I'm gonna talk about you. You sort of asked, but you I wasn't did want to interrupt you. Uh, the Torch doesn't like Spider-Man because Spider-Man's a jerk. Remember. Back right. in issue eight, when he shows up <laughs> at Dory Evans' um, house and he creates like a giant bat and he shoots it through True. their house and then he shoots webs all over him. And then he's like, hello, everyone. And he's like, you know, I'll join your little party, even though you but
1: didn't invite me. And... The, the, the torch also inspired Spider-Man to continue to be Spider-Man before that. I mean, like, talk about an up and down between these two guys. It's
0: in a very well-written storyline. It's a very poorly developed heel turn of why Spider-Man. I think they just said, "Oh crap, we should have these guys uh, go be like teenagers fighting," and right. therefore we gotta. And they just couldn't figure out a way to make it. So like, let's just have Spider-Man be a jerk, pull the band aid, and uh, that way there, the torch doesn't feel as bad. In fact, when the torch flies away, he says, "You know, if that's how you want it, watch of rock." You know, he's <laughs> like, that's like that's a way of like, yeah, let, let, let's let's little... just. So uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Eddie. Okay. Uh, the 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 doc doc Ock, by the way, uh, who has you know six hands because he uses uh, two two of his eight limbs for legs. He's able to carry his uh, Danish um, in one hand and then use <laughs> the, the cookies and pour tea and everything uh, using his other arms. <laughs> he's an excellent host, and to quote uh, May Parker, he's a charming gentleman yeah. with such good. Manners. So, so Spider-Man pulls into um into this next location, and and it's he finds the X-Men. Now, Eddie, I don't know if you even recognize the X-Men because this is I the, do,
1: yeah. This is the original I X-Men. I remember them.
0: And Eddie, there's some amazing, serious, amazing robots, like the best yeah. robots I've I've practically ever seen. <laughs> And they're all standing around waiting to simply be destroyed by Spider-Man. And I would think if these robots were this good, there could be a, a better use for them than this. Um, the the robots, Eddie, that he's fighting... Um, Maybe appear- a better plan. Yeah, they, 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 they themselves get five panels of actual robots... Um, and that's going to count against Mysterio, unfortunately, in his in his <laughs> he, fight, he doesn't get because many Mysterio many. gets a total of three panels, three <laughs> panels of, Eddie, of of a fight in a 41-page oh issue. My. Um, Spider-Man again has been, ever since you brought this up in the trivia, he has been throwing haymakers left yeah.
1: and right. He is He's a punching really machine. Resorted he, to punching a lot more,
0: and he seems to be punching Mysterio in the globe a lot and, and when he punches him in the globe he actually goes through the glass window destroys that and then hits him in the globe which apparently doesn't break because it's you know harder than that but the Spider- globe. yeah spider-man's problem here is weird like he, he, i guess he hits mysterio you don't really even see it and then his bigger problem is that because um one of the, the robot cyclops was shooting lasers that he almost loses sight of um of the card because he drops it but he's able to uh to use his spider you know liquid covering the flames to put it this out so he's able to to figure out where he's uh where he's going um
1: and i, I, uh, I just want to say like i when i first saw the first few panels and figured out the x were robots i know i had read the cover but like i thought this was going to be like the tinkerer showing up to help mysterio or something or like i don't i, I was i was surprised by this whole mysterio battle that doesn't really use Mysterio a whole bunch.
0: Well, just like you were throwing a curve there, why don't you talk
1: about what J. Jonah Jameson uh, runs Oh too. man, J. Jonah Jameson, once again, I like how he's popping in, in and out. I, I do really like J. Jonah Jameson like, overall, but he sees a spider outside my window and he's like, if the Ant-Man can talk to ants, then maybe the spiders can talk to Spider-Man. And so he starts talking to the uh, talking to the spider outside his window, um, to which I know we save these for the end, but um, one of his editors looks out and goes, is he going nuts, the old Skin, the old skin flint, which, by the way, everyone means an extremely cheap person. So they they see um, Jay Jonah Jameson talking to the spider out his window, which is a, is a kind of great hilarious um, series of panels for sure in this comic. But like we move rapidly on to Spider Man swinging into his next place, and there's a bunch of sand on the ground, which I, I would think like for Spider Man being as brilliant as he is, he knows like. His his enemies are out and about to get him right now. I think he should have recognized Sandman was not too not too far away since there's a bunch of sand on the ground right now. Uh, but anyways, the sand forms into Sandman, and he takes before Sandman can become a um, you know fully formed you know hard Sandman, takes a good whap at Sandman's um, chin, and then he grabs his little card which has been kind of precariously placed outside this. Um, this prison or whatever it is, this thing and this iron trap uh, falls over Spider-Man and Sandman. And I think this is a great, I thought this was a great move. Like Sandman's going to, this is great fighting for Sandman inside this little tiny space where Spider-Man can't really like, I mean, like I would say Spider-Man's agility is one of his great strengths, but then what a catastrophic error that they don't have enough air inside. James B. Did you see this when they're fighting? (laughs) I mean,
0: it's airtight. (laughs) <laughs> that we, what? That we to make sure that he doesn't accidentally
1: <laughs> escape himself
0: from the <laughs> What from in the, the world? Thing?
1: Oh. I, well, anyway. So then Sandman's done. He just kind of like melts into the ground again and Spider-Man gets out of the thing.
0: He didn't create the device. Right. He's a low-level I... thug. So whoever created this, I mean Doc Ock probably, didn't calculate this part correctly for some reason.
1: For sure. Sh- catastrophically
0: so earlier we talked about skinflint and and during that panel uh jj jameson had had mentioned you know i'm expecting a visitor
1: later see they're not
0: disturbed and i better (laughs) not find out you're goofing up while i'm in there understand so you know he's he's been told not to be disturbed eddie and (laughs) um and 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 at this point i'm not sure if this is for me or for you because it's sort of in between things but i'll just cover it at this point um he realizes that all the competitors newspapers are are in, in the room, and, and he reads that, um, you know, they all have been printing extras about the fight, and to which he replies, uh, you blithering numbskull! Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't we print extra two? <laughs> and they said, well, you said you didn't want to be disturbed, and we can't go to press without you're okay. Uh, and they use, By the way, they all use exclamation points. And, and then J. Jonah Jameson says, double exclamation points, oh no! <laughs> Everybody in town has scooped me on my own story! Double exclamation points. So when he's when he's screaming, they go double exclamation points. Do so you know that that's what he would be like if he was right? So that's like, um, but yeah, I think um, what I found interesting here is that these fights, I'm looking at them as private two minute battles I, and they're updating faster than
1: Twitter. You I, know, so fast, so few panels of they go, they like don't stay in character very well, particularly Craven giving up and then saying, now we'll go get him And I'm like Craven, come on, man. It's like three panels.
0: Well, Spider-Man had eight that he appeared in, and right. uh, but but the the leader in the clubhouse is going to be the Vulture because the Vulture shows up and first says, "Remember the Vulture, the one who actually wanted to fight Spider-Man." Like in a group, he shows up and he's like, "Look, I'm last on your list because I'm the right. most dangerous of all." To which I wonder, wasn't that
1: supposed to be random
0: again? <laughs> but is he just talking junk?
1: I think. Did you know he's been hanging out with Montana? Did you know the Vulture's been hanging oh, out my with God. Montana? <laughs>
0: montana i don't he told me not to give you spoilers but the living brain does replace montana and the enforcers so, oh yeah montana is out so but anyway he tells them uh, uh if only i can he's like look you gotta fight me my way or i'm just gonna bail because i have the card he's like look i'm the only smart one in this entire thing he's like here's a deal you fight me with a handicap otherwise i'm leaving and you can't and the spider like yeah I'll take that handicap. He, he could have just said, you fight me without your mask on. And he would have been like, okay. But he's like, here's what I want True. to fight you with. You, let's go no webs. So Spider-Man takes off his uh, web shooters. And um, the vulture shoots some, like, like oil. So he slips off the building. And then the vulture's like, hey, I know what the least effective weapon against Spider-Man is. Uh, a lasso. <laughs> no one would ever use that. That would be a terrible fight. So he tries to, like he throws like a a lasso at Spider-Man to try to lasso him, which Spider-Man quickly turns around, reverses the lasso, lasso's the vulture. And for not the first time in in, in this uh, podcast is sitting on the vulture's back, flying around, yelling, giddy up let's go fly around, you know, I'll take, <laughs> and the vulture is his little, uh, you know, you think the word there, but he, um, he, he ties him up to a flagpole and, and heads off Eddie. And uh, why yeah. don't you let us know uh, what happens after that?
1: Well, Doc Ock knows. Um, well, guess we get a, a brief glimpse of J Jonah Jameson, super upset because he's, he's the other papers have got the jump on him, but then we go to Doc Ock and Aunt May and Betty Brant at Doc Ock's castle. Or, yeah, it's like a castle, an old castle too. And Spider-Man knows he has to go get him, and he, he like breaks in, which I, I thought he did a pretty good job. And then Doc Ock is seen without his arms again, just like at the beginning, because... If we remember, they figured out a way to remove Doc Ock's arms. And I don't I don't know about you, James B., but I'm super impressed at how well Doc, Arm can, Doc Ock can manipulate his arms when they aren't on him. Like, I, I try to think about what has to be going through his head in order to do this. There, I, he truly has to be, in my opinion, extremely smart in order to figure out, like, how to fight Spider-Man with his own body and at the same time manipulate these arms. So they have, like, a fight... Spider-Man gets a good punch, which, once again, we, like, Spider-Man seems to only be punching people from now on, even though he didn't punch hardly anyone for a long time. But he's punching, and they, they kind of... Spider-Man has to run away. He gets nervous. And um, he, he, he needs to retreat for a little bit and figure out what's going on. And while he's retreating and trying to find try to find an advantage, like, Trapdoor shows up out of nowhere. So Spider-Man falls into this... Um, into the uh into a fishbowl of water and doc ock knows he's got him he's got his full suba gear on dives in and um and goes in to fight spider-man inside the fishbowl which i really appreciate like doc ock being like you know what i am dr octopus i'm gonna fully embrace this and just like dive into the water and um get spider-man so that's what he does in spider-man rather cleverly and decides to shoot the whole bowl full of web which just tangles up doc ock and in the end he, he gets away by tangling up doc ock and pull him out of the fishbowl you know all tangled up in web and then spider-man sees betty brant and aunt may and james b you want to talk about the end of this uh the end very the very end here of uh what's going on at the end well of this one?
0: i'm just gonna let you know where. Kind of running out a little long on this it's podcast true. here, so I, I know you had an idea for a lot of questions. So, um, basically, uh, Spider-Man gets told by his aunt many, many times that uh, she treats him like he's like a little kid, and he uses too much yeah. slang. And all the all the crooks are just laying around in some random location that I, I I can't tell. They're in a giant one cell together. Electro has his costume <laughs> off, and everything. You know, they're he's all apparently him. they're all apparently in jail, and Craven apparently will not get deported this time. But um, Eddie, I know you had a lot of questions back. you wanted to cover. Let's uh, we're at the 25-minute mark. Let's knock off our sponsor real quick, and you can think of maybe oh, yeah. you can think of one question perhaps. All right, uh, and then that you we might can be, be able to squeeze in and other Ooh. questions. You can say. but uh, real quick about our sponsor, Eddie. Uh, I'm not really sure. I know you you have children, right? I do, yes. So uh, one place you might consider uh, for your children, Eddie, is uh, Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. Um, it's a special institute, uh, founded and led by Professor Charles Xavier, who uh, appeared in this issue. Um, if you remember, at one point, <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, there was a sign outside the door, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. Spider-Man, need some help." And he said, "Like, that's not, that's just, you know, it's not for us. Back to work, you know, that guy there." Um, but uh, he can help mutants in uh, controlling their powers and help foster a friendly human mutant relationship. Uh, the gray Malkin Farmhouse, which is located at, if you did not know, <laughs> in Westchester County, New York. It's well known for the school-wide enrichment model and the resulting technology-based <laughs> learning system. Um, it's one of the best-known enrichment models in the world. It's used in thousands of schools in the United States, in Wakanda, South America, and on Saturn's Moon Titan. Uh, Eddie, for more information, uh, this is convenient for you because there's only one location in the United States, but um, you can go to the United States um, Regional School Choice event. It's actually this what? Sunday, so podcast Podcast, this sunday yeah this sunday from 10 to 2 it's going to be this uh, located at the blue wahoo stadium in pensacola florida which is southern wow. league's best uh, stadium of 2020 and home of the blue Wahoos, a double a affiliate of the minnesota twins but you can go there to find out more about xavier school for gifted youngsters if you're available <laughs> this sunday so thank you so much great what a great opportunity for your wow. perhaps for your
1: daughters in the future well i I, I don't know. I don't know about going going to school with the X Men. I guess that'd be very exciting every day. Xavier is also very. He's very forceful in his training program too. Ignore, ignore everything outside. And yes, continue so do, your training. Yes.
0: So things that do not concern like that. them. Committed things, educator. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say this in the notes, but I'll even add things that do not concern them. They don't. They don't deal with. That, that's right. And, that, and that's that's efficient. So, uh, like I said, we are running a little later. But I think we could squeeze in a question or well, two, Eddie. So why don't you pick? your favorite one, and we'll get one of these. I,
1: I uh, kind of feel, I kind of feel, I like all these questions going together, so we can, uh, we, I think we should just, uh, kind of how we felt about this issue. Uh, would, okay. would that be okay for now? Sure. We, I probably... would like to, to do a, a more thorough villain discussion in the future, if you don't mind. S-
0: sounds good. So, uh, how did I feel about this issue? I was I, I was a little more disappointed than I thought I was going to be, because I, I, um, like I said, I thought the cameos really took away from it. I think the I liked the flow of fight, go back to J. Jonah Jameson, fight, go back to Doc Ock. I did like that, um, but boy, it, I, I just feel like we could have had better fights and less appearances by like Giant Man and Captain America. I mean, I mean, every single Fantastic Four member literally had a conversation with some other person. Like I don't need to, I don't need that in. You know, hey, I'm the human tourist. Let's go talk to Jameson. I want to congratulate Peter for beating the human tourist. Mean, no, no, no. More battles. More. I mean, I want a five page fight, not a page and a half fight, just so we can have other people. How about you? Would you Would you like I, or
1: didn't like you, it? You know, I, I feel in a very similar way. You know what this one reminded me of? This one reminded me of the very first Spider Man, the chameleon one, where like the me- chameleon is like doing all these things and there's a submarine he's trying to get to and a helicopter and like i felt like there was just too much going on in that comic to like fit into one comic and so similar similar here like there's just a lot of kind of particularly the fights which i must say like i don't always need all of the fight panels that we get in each one of the comics with the different characters but like a more nuanced fight since these guys have shown that they've gone toe-to-toe with spider-man in the past um or just a more kind of clever, clever, and smoother transition somehow into each character I would have appreciated a little bit more, but i am I am super excited to see all the evil villains villains, and I know you didn't like the cameos, but I kind of like seeing everybody in there. I wish they would have been some like maybe all in one panel faster or something it was i they just tried to cover too much that's how i felt about it so well
0: speaking of covering too much i think that Uh you're right that we that we should not worry about those other questions for now and we should uh wrap this up so uh i am uh james b today i am joined as always by eddie and i want to remind you that um if you uh need to get a hold of spider-man ever um, just go ahead and mention it to um, anybody, and they'll pass the word along, and everybody will talk about wherever he is, and it's uh, easy to find right. him. Easy to find him. In the Prob- newspaper. Often sitting on a flagpole, by the way. So have a good night. Sinister Six is 20, Venom's appearance is 21, Um, the Hobgoblin has a whole sequence, the second time he fights the Hobgoblin, which goes on for like 20 issues, is number 23, like some weird weird stuff.
1: I can't believe Sinister Six is up that high. That was like such a terrible comic, like (laughs) such a terrible comic.